The Women in Trade podcast, a force of women coming together, building, bricklaying, cooking, mending, sewing, teaching, problem solving, painting, decorating, designing, plumbing, and coding. Stay tuned. Welcome to Women in Trade podcast. I'm your host, Janet Curlew, founder of Women in Trade magazine, the UK's only publication focusing on women's trades. This podcast highlights all the amazing women who are in a trade from painters to carpenters, fashion designers, engineers, foodies and business service providers. It's a force of women coming together, building, plumbing, bricklaying, cooking, mending, sewing, welding, teaching, engineering, problem solving, painting, designing and coding. Today I'm speaking to a carpenter from Chorley in Lancashire, but at present she's working in Australia. Becca Higgins originally wanted to be a helicopter pilot, but something very special happened that got her into the building trade. Welcome to the show, Becca. Is it okay to call you Becca or do you prefer Rebecca? Hello and good day. Uh, yeah, Becca is absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, good day, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've got it now that I'm out in Australia, haven't I? <laughs> I love I love Melbourne. I was there last year. I was invited on a tour by the Victoria government and I just got back just just in time before the lockdown began. Love Melbourne. Oh, I saw some of your photos on the Instagram page. It looked like you had an absolute ball out here. Oh, lovely. And the Melbournians are just, they're so warm, such warm people. Yeah, that's exactly why I've uh, ended up sticking around. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Okay, so, um, well, so this is this is going to be an interesting show. I mean, I'm just so excited to speak to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're 30 years old. Yep. And you used to work in an office uh, in an admin-based role. Um, And you you wanted to become a helicopter pilot, but failed a medical test due to a nut allergy. That's it, yeah. What I love about this part of your story, Becca, is that after this happened, you travelled the world and were selected selected to be a volunteer for a charity called This World Exists, who builds schools and education centres for disadvantaged communities all over the world. And you helped to rebuild a school in Nepal. And this and it was um, this experience where you found your passion for building. What a lovely story. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it, really, that it was actually my previous company who had run these amazing charity programmes. They'd selected This World Exist as one of their charities for the year. And I was fortunate enough to be selected as a volunteer to actually go out to Nepal and help rebuild a, a school. Um, it had been pretty much demolished by some um, earthquakes that had happened a few years prior. Um, and that was it, really. I mean, it was a very amazing yet confronting experience. But the minute that I was on site, you know, using the tools and, it, you know, it's very manual still back uh, in these rural areas. Um, that was it. I was hooked and I, I just had to start looking into how I could do this day in, day out, really. 
So, so what was it like working in Nepal? <laughs> it's very, very different to construction over here. That's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, with no none of these fancy gadgets we've got here, even just simple things like <laughs> cement mixers and whatnot. We, we were mixing that cement by hand with shovels and you're compacting the earth with basically just pieces of wood and you're just throwing it down to compact the earth to be able to lay the cement. Um, so it is very different but it, it, they're just such lovely people and they're just so grateful for the help that this world exists, it provides. And to just be part of something that is going to benefit those children for years and years to come, is it's unreal. It's, it's one of those experiences that I, it still feels like a dream that it didn't actually happen, that I was able to be part of it. Um, but it's had a huge impact on my life and in the whole career change. Yes, because I was going to say, um, you know, how has this changed your life? But obviously, obviously it's obvious how it's changed yeah. your life. Uh, well, yeah, it's the whole reason that I started looking into construction as a potential career um, and started doing my research into what I might actually like to do within the industry. And it, it's also another reason why I, I do want to be able to get the skills, because being able to volunteer your time to projects like that, even here within here in Australia, uh, we have another charity called Habitat um, for Humanity, where they need qualified tradespeople to be able to volunteer their time to rebuild homes that have been affected by the fires that we have out here. Uh, and even just extreme weather conditions can cause a lot of damage to buildings. And so to have the skills that I could then volunteer in the future um, would just be something I'd love to do and be able to give back in that way. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're you're currently working and training in Melbourne, Australia. Um, tell, tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, in doing my research, uh, I spent two years researching it. It was a really big change and a really big risk. And I'm really fortunate that my partner, Alex, she is working full time and she is able to support us as a couple um, because the course that I'm doing, it's through the Trades Institute Victoria. And it's one of the only um, training schools that allows this this 18 month carpentry course. And it's different into a traditional apprenticeship in that you in school three days a week, whereas normally a, an apprentice would maybe be in school once a month um, over four years. Whereas this, you're full time, you're in school three days a week for 12 months and you cover all the units that need to be covered for a carpentry apprenticeship. And then once you finish that 12 months, it's then it's down to me to then get employment uh, and be able to build 800 hours of on the job experience. And after that 18 months, you're then fully qualified. Um, I'm lucky in that I, I found employment on my two days that I'm not in school. So I'm already building up those 800 hours. So I could effectively be qualified within the 18 months period of me starting in January this year. Fantastic, because um, I was just looking at your Instagram page and you're really um, motivated and excited about being qualified. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have to admit, the Trades Institute Victoria it has been brilliant. Um, we we build almost full houses at school and we're recycling the timber. So it, it's all it's all being reused, but we're actually getting to build full size structures, um, which I didn't really expect. Somehow I thought with it being a simulated experience that we might have to do sort of miniature versions of things. Um, but we're not. We're building, you know, full size frames at the moment, putting in very old rusty bathtubs that have been sat on the site for ages. But I'm still getting to learn <laughs> how to actually put in a bathtub. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I've been really impressed and uh, I'm loving the course. So what are you hoping to do with your qualifications? Are you just are you just going to 
just get more on the job training as a self-employed um, carpenter. Um, are you in, you know, in say a couple of years time, are you perhaps wanting to start up your own little um, business it's, or? It, at this stage, it's really hard to say. Um, and that's one thing I do love about the construction industry though, is there are so many options. And you, you know, once you've started from the bottom, you know, you've dug the holes, you've got the blisters on your hands from all the rubbish jobs that an apprentice has to do you've then got that experience to be able to go into so many different avenues. So whether I stay on the tools for the, you know, the rest of my career, I, I, maybe not. Maybe I go back into my project management side and, and look at project management. At the moment, I do love being on the tools. So I do see myself continuing that way. Um, starting at 30, though, the only thing that does worry me is just, there's just so much to know that apprentices that start at 16, you know, some of these lads that I work with, they started at 16 and they're only 23 now, yet they've got almost a lifetime of experience already. Well, well it seems that way. And I just feel like I'm always going to be on catch up. So I don't know if I'm ever going to have, in my mind, I might be just bit putting a lot of pressure on myself but I don't know if I'm ever going to have the experience to own my own business um so at the moment I see myself continuing to work for my employer for the foreseeable future um and just learn as much as I can from them um but then you know there's so many options within construction that I could just go down so many different routes and that's the most exciting part about it there's a lot of very satisfying roles um that have so many different directions well, I think you're a true inspiration. I mean, the, at the age of thirty, and you're and you're venturing out into the construction, into construction. I mean, I think that's that's inspiration because there's many of our listeners who always there's there's a lot of our listeners who always ask the question, "Well, I'm forty, I'm forty five. You know, is it mm. too late to start?" I don't I don't think age matters. I think it's the passion and the motivation to want to do something with your life and make a difference in this world that's more meaningful than an age than a number. To be honest Absolutely. with you, and I, oh, I would I say, agree. And, and I would say, never say never, Becca. I would say, never say never. I mean, um, there's lots of things that I've done, and I look back and I think, oh my god, how did I manage to do that in six months? You, you know, <laughs> yeah. li life is like that. Life is yeah. like that. I, I think that I think when you're motivated like you are, because I'm really feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> when you're <laughs> when you're motivated like you are. Um, I think the universe then comes and meets you halfway and then oh. it, it says, right, okay, okay, let's work with you. Let's work with you. And you'd be surprised how quickly things can turn around. So never say never. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think so, you find so, a way. Yeah, you do. You find a way. So um, do, do you have any, do you have any regrets? Uh, you know, I mean, apart from you saying about your age, is, is there anything that you wish you knew before or are you, are you just quite happy um, just to get along with it? I definitely wouldn't say any regrets at this stage. It's, it's, um, I would say it's not easy though. It's definitely not an easy run. There's so many times when I'm so hard on myself and, and the biggest struggle really is just being rubbish at something again. It's been so long since I've tried something completely <laughs> new and being yeah. rubbish at something I'm passionate about um, that that is the hardest thing. Um, and I struggle with that on a daily basis. There's always something I could have done better. And I, I beat myself up just for not doing something that I've never even tried before perfectly on the first go. And, you know, Alex looks at me like, did you really think you were going to do it perfectly on the very first try? <laughs> and um, <laughs> sort of beat myself up with that. And I think that's just part of, um, being the age that I am, starting something new uh, and wanting to be the best at it. Um, 
but that's part of the learning process and it's going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. It's, it's inevitable. So I have to just crack on. Uh, you can't dwell. You just got to try and remember those mistakes and make sure they don't happen again. The next time you try it, or you just do it better the next time. Uh, and that's yeah, but, something yeah, I have but are, yeah, but are they mistakes or is that just part of your learning? Because, um, well, every, yeah, that is very yeah. true. It's not, yeah, is it? It's a good way know. to sort of, it's a good way to sort of flip it, you know, is it a yeah. mistake or, or, or is it something saying you need, you need to know a bit more about this? So let's just make it hard for you. <laughs> well said. Agreed. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, you're spot on. Yeah. I've been through so many things like that. And, and when I look back, I think, actually, it wasn't a mistake because without that, I wouldn't have known how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it. <laughs> so so is becoming a pilot something that you will not pursue or is that still lurking in the background somewhere? <laughs> I mean on blue sky kind of clear days I look up and I do miss flying um with the the not allergy like I was doing my private license and this was a a further medical to be done to be able to get my commercial license later down the track and that's the license that you need to be able to fly as a career Uh, Mm. and once I started having my anaphylactic reactions to nuts uh, they basically just put a, what they call a deviation on my license, which means uh, I can only ever fly either as a co-pilot or with a co-pilot, which isn't very common in the helicopter uh, piloting industry. So it it was always going to be difficult for me to have a successful career and be employed when, I mean, not many people are going to employ two pilots when they only really need one. So yes. I think that was the real reason that it, um, it it kind of lost its shine for me as a career option. But it's definitely something I want to continue as a, as a hobby. Uh, and I can't wait to be in the position when I can afford to take the helicopter <laughs> yeah. up and enjoy yeah. some of the views. Yeah. <laughs> I love flying. Um, I, 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 two years ago, uh, for my birthday, I, I flew a glider. It's probably not as glamorous as a helicopter, <laughs> but I did I did a glider. Oh my gosh! And I and the 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 pilot allowed me to take control for a few minutes, and and I got a certificate to say I took control of of the of the glider. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Grand it was so was scary. Really intrigued me like not having I, any engine. That's like oh I'd say that's gosh, even more impressive than a helicopter. Oh really? Oh, thank you. Oh, that makes me feel good this morning. Thank you, Becca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was very scary and the, the turbulence of, of when it was kept, uh-huh. kept going up and down oh my goodness when it kept going up and down oh my god I was good oh my god oh my god I kept going oh my god oh my god like that the pilot didn't know whether that was a good thing or whether that was a bad thing <laughs> and he, he spoke to me in my ear in the headphones he spoke to me said um you know just let me know if you if we if you want to land now we can land now and I said oh no no yeah. it's a good thing <laughs> It's like happy tears. Happy tears, yeah. No, these are happy tears. It's like a drug, though, going up to the skies. It's like a drug. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. You get the bug, don't you? You do. So um, so do do you think enough is being done in schools to encourage both boys and girls to take up a trade? Now, I was thinking about this, and I I can't really speak, obviously, on behalf of boys because I don't have that experience. Um, But for myself, I definitely didn't receive any kind of encouragement or um, information about construction trades and apprenticeships in that area when I was at school. And, you know, we're going back a little bit now, but um, I I find 
for me, a lot of the people that I'm working with now, their inspiration for going into their career was usually some sort of male role model, like whether that was someone in their family or a friend of the family. And that is what inspired them to then want to look into that career. And I think because women are still just so much the minority in construction, we don't have those role, role models as as well people just don't women don't have those role models young girls don't have those role models in their immediate families and friends to look up to and to ask about careers um Mm. within construction so I think in that with that in mind we need to do more in schools to show girls that this is a viable career option and there are so many options within that that sector that are both very satisfying and also very well paying jobs I think construction has had a bit of a bad rap and been looked down on for quite a while because it is a hands-on physical job. But it's just so much more than that. And there are so many options that I do wish there was more information about the different directions you can go down within construction, whether that's on the tools or in more of the management side. Um, and to encourage more girls to get into that, because we definitely need more more girls on site. <laughs> We do. I mean, and as you said, with the, the different avenues you could go get into with carpentry, um, I know people that studied carpentry and they ended up on TV doing um, gardening programs because when it comes to, oh, yeah. yeah, when it comes, yeah, when it comes to landscape gardening and des- garden design, there's a lot yeah. of construction that goes into it. So, so really the world is your oyster, really, when you've got a trade, that's why I always say a trade is for life. You never know what yeah. doors it's going to open. I mean, you've got um, engineers, engineers, um, engineers and scientists who ended up doing uh you know flying to flying to the moon and things like that you just don't know or, beca- or, or becoming a tv presenter you, you just don't know where it's gonna where it's gonna lead so that's good <laughs> yeah it makes it very exciting yes um so, so you come you come across as someone who does not dwell on the past and um and likes to try new things and improve yourself looking after ourselves on a deeper level seems to always be fourth or fifth on our list of things to do or or not not at all um mm. how, do, how do you take care of your mental and emotional well-being well I call my mom and dad every week <laughs> I have um, about <laughs> an hour to an hour and a half drive in in and out of school um three days a week and so it's become a regular thing now it's a good time for me to call back home in the UK it's early morning here and it's sort of early evening for them so I do call my mom and dad now every week and my dad was a, a mechanical engineer working in aerospace and my mom owns her own hairdressing business so they've both been apprentices in their own fields at some stage and my mom has employed multiple apprentices um within her business so they are just so good at you know when I really am beating myself up about you know not being the queen of construction after three months um they really do bring me back down to earth and and remind me that I do have everything within me to get to that point that I want to be when I want to be the expert in my industry um so that is so important to me is being able to speak to them and hear their own stories about the struggles they faced back when they were doing it when they were 16 um really does help so it my mum and dad along with my two sisters and my girlfriend Alex they definitely help my mental health recover when I'm feeling a bit low and it's taking a bit of beating because of the inner saboteur in my head (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, do you, do you find, do you, do you manage to find time for yourself just to breathe and just 
you know look after becca you know <laughs> yeah i think it's really important um i i love tv so for me my me time is sitting down and watching something that i love whether that's goggle box and it's always the uk versions of everything that i love so <laughs> something like that that is in some ways that is my kind of meditation it's just sometimes i'm not even really watching it but i just have it on my ipad and i might just be pottering around the house and that for me is i can just switch off from everything else and just listen to whatever's on and that's actually for me is my meditation and i think that's super important um and it, it's you're going to struggle with your mental health when you are learning something new because you are the newbie all over again and you're meeting new personalities and you're second guessing yourself. So you, I do find it's important to allow your mental health to recover. And for me, that works by talking to my friends and family. And like I say, just watching something meaningless on TV that I can just switch off with. So, um, so, so what do you believe in? Um, gosh, um, well, the biggest thing for me that I believe in, that I wish was the the reality, is equality. Um, I really, it, well, it's the dream, isn't it, for every person that's born on this planet to have their fair shot at making life whatever they want it to be, and that's obviously not a reality at the moment, in by no stretch of the imagination. But I, that's something that I think, well, I'm passionate about was building towards pardon the pun but building (laughs) by building schools in underprivileged areas we're actually giving those kids the shot to be able to 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 be what they want to be and without that without education they don't really have those opportunity um one of the schools that one of the places that we actually helped to also fund in Nepal was a women's um, institution, like a women's center where they were going to learn and they were just learn basic mathematics skills and things like that. Because I, we spoke to one woman and she, she said that she doesn't like to travel very far because she doesn't know the amounts to pay on the bus. She can't work out the coins because she, she's never had the education in maths. And for oh. her to then go to the clinic and then learn some basic maths to be able to feel confident enough to get on a bus, pay the right amount, know what change she should expect back because, you know, it's her hard-earned money, um, then gave her so much more accessibility to uh, the places around her. And so it's things like that 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 I just had never thought about. I was very naive to before I went and did my trip. And and that for me is something I'm really passionate about now is trying to give people more of an equal chance at doing what they want to do. So our, our theme this month is about being stronger together. What what does that mean to you? Well, I love this. Um, I love, I think that's an awesome theme to have at the moment. Um, and I was thinking about this because uh, I watched a video um, once of Rihanna, the queen of pop. In um, <laughs> what, the, Amer- the American singer, Rihanna? Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was doing a speech actually at the um, NAACP, which is the National Association for Advancement of Coloured People. And she said um, in that speech, just because it's not your problem doesn't mean it's not a problem. And it was it was a whole speech about how we need to be each other's allies, no matter whether you're in the same situation as that per- person or you have absolutely no experiences that as, as uh, that matches that person. But we all have to be allies of each other because if 
if I, if I rooted for every other person in this world, I would be rooting for billions of people. And in turn, if they rooted for me, I would have billions of people who've got my back rooting for me. And that has got to feel good, hasn't it? And that's yes. Good. <laughs> yes. And so, in the, especially in this industry, as women, we are, are the minority. So if we've got each other's back and we can help educate each other and support each other, that's only ever going to do good. So I, I love it. I think it's amazing. And I, I wish we could make it more of a reality in every single day. <laughs> so, so finally, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be and why? Oh, well, I don't want to bang on about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Go on, bang on. <laughs> yeah, it would be equality. I would, I think that would um, do a hell of a lot of good would for everyone to have an equal playing field to just have the option to do make life whatever they want it to be fantastic well thank you for sharing your story and i'm wishing you all the best thank you so lovely to speak to you janet you take care thank you very much stay tuned for a short relaxation audio here we go It goes to show that if you are in the right place at the right time, things can really work out for you. If you have a passion and want to become a carpenter, go for it. If you would like to be a guest on the show or advertise with us, email events at womenintrade.co.uk. Don't go away, relaxation audio coming up next. Here we go. A deep breath and out. And in and out. Repeat after me. My customers love me. I create great things. Everything I do is amazing. I get repeat business easily. I love what I do. I am happy. I am calm. I am fearless. I am loved and liked. I am free to go to work with joy.
take a deep breath in and out. There is always a solution. Don't live in fear. See you next time.